welcome to the newest indoor adventure in Rhyme of the Frost Maiden Part 2, Foaming Mugs. Today is December 20th, 2020, and you are loved. And that is a very important thing that we like to remind each and every single one of our viewers and listeners at the beginning of each and every single one of these games. If this is your first time tuning in, you can go to youtube.com slash indoor adventures to check up on all of the VODs of each of the games that we have played up until this point, including full playthroughs of Ghosts of Saltmarsh. Tomb of Annihilation, Curse of Strahd, and Waterdeep Dragon Heist. We also have our ongoing homebrew game there, as well as our Tyrant Security games all on that YouTube. But uh, if you are more of an AudioCast-inclined individual, we also have all of our games available in AudioCast format anywhere. AudioCasts are made available for free. And speaking of things that are being made available for free, if you go to patreon.com slash indooradventures, you can check up our after show called Knights in the Courtyard, where we answer questions not only from each other, but also from the community. And that is also where I have been posting our homebrew rewards. So if you follow on with our Monday night game and are curious about the stat blocks for a lot of the things that we have on the show, hey, guess what? They're being made uh, available for patrons at that there Patreon. But say you already support us on Patreon, Twitch, YouTube, all of those other places, and you're trying to think to yourself, where can I go to help keep supporting this show that I greatly enjoy? Well, hey, guess what? We got you covered. Quite literally, in fact, because if you go to indooradventure.redbubble.com, we got t-shirts, we got posters, we got mugs, we got crop tops, throw pillows, clocks, aprons, shower curtains, and most importantly for the year 2020 and going into the year 2021, how weird is that? We also have Tia masks. That's right. We have face masks with the symbol of Tiamat upon them done by our very own Cyberwolf 1201. So if you would like to, and also, hey, guess what? All the proceeds from those masks end up going to help support Doctors Without Borders. So if you would like to help support a good cause or help support the show, you can again go to Indoor Adventure, that's no S at the end, dot redbubble.com. But that is it for my spiel. So hey, Satan, who are you playing today? Hi, I'm Satan, and today I'll be playing Huori, the Goliath fighter. Uh, we both use she, they pronoun. Hi, I'm Liz. I will be playing Lydia today, the rock gnome cleric. Uh, we both use she, her pronouns. And I am the indoor adventurer, and tonight I am going to be playing Heart, the wood elf druid, and we both use he, him. And I'm Wings, uh, also known as Danae Keener. I go by she, her. Uh, let's just get started. Her fury sheds but frozen tears as gray clouds issue forth. Her wind across the wasteland shears, bringing blizzards from the north. Just another gruesome day in ten towns. Howling wind, bitter cold, foul tempers, and snowdrifts big enough to bury a herd of moose. But today is abuzz with news about series, a series of recent killings. Before the murders, the only question on everyone's mind was, will Summer ever return to Icewind Dale? But now the question is, will I be the killer's next victim? Nothing breeds fear and paranoia like a murderer with no face. Four cold-blooded murder murders have been committed in the past month. A halfling trapper in East Haven, a human shipbuilder in Targos, a dwarf glass blower in Bryn Shander, and, a few hours ago, a human trader called Goose. Each victim was found with a dagger of ice through the heart. What's the connection? The gawking crowd huddled outside of North Look Tavern offers no credible ideas, but standing apart from them is an elderly shield dwarf with a nasty scar across her nose who looks like she has something worth knowing. 
She's been smoking her pipe and eyeing you ever since you approached. Heart, you stand before uh, the body of your friend Heart. Or, not Heart, Goose. It's That's me. another. <laughs> it's yourself, oh god! <laughs> you stand before uh, the body of your re uh, recently made friend, Goose. Um, and since you're the guy with the highest passive perception, I reckon you'd be the fella to notice this elderly, scarred dwarf uh, just kind of giving you the eye. Heart is going to uh, kind of like motion for Kalori to lean down and uh, they've, they've been looking at us for a, a, a while. Does this kind of thing happen regularly? No. Okay. She'll turn her head and look at the at the dwarven woman. She, her... mm -hmm. she regards you. She kind of quirks an eyebrow of almost like, do you need to talk? There. Uh, having basically received an invitation, um, you'll see her kind of knock her pipe out and uh, take a few steps towards you. Um, and she said, this is a friend of yours. You could say that, yeah. We traveled with him. He was, he was very nice. That's, what I, that's what I hear. He was from Waterdeep. Yeah, I figure he, uh, he liked to say that. Uh, let me get you a drink. The name's, uh, Lynn Trollbane. Pleasure to meet you, Lynn Trollbane. Uh, she- well, she'll reach out and shake hands with you, Cory. Yeah. <sighs> she'll introduce herself. Yep. Um, I'm a bounty hunter. Retired, actually. I don't get much work these days. But I suppose that's where you come in. Uh, and she will uh, take a few steps into the tavern uh, and just kind of like she she like glares at all the people that are just gawking at this body on the on the street uh, and they take like take a few steps back like realizing oh maybe this isn't appropriate mm -hmm. um, and uh, you can see that the town uh, militia has been able to like take advantage of that and really establish a perimeter and get to work on uh, cleaning up this mess. When uh, Corey will follow her into the tavern. Lydia ushering as well. Hart. Yeah, she's ushering Hart and Lydia. I have a question before yes. Hart continues on. Are there any like dog sled sheds nearby or like birds on a rooftop nearby? Um, probably not any dog sleds, but um I, I could say that there is a probably um a raven just sort of sitting up on a, a post like you know kind of regarding that um that body as though like like is for me um you know <laughs> it's, it's they, they are they are uh, they are carrion birds yeah um it's not uh so heart will probably like uh you you guys go ahead uh it's not really my scene in there uh and he is going to take the time to ritually cast speak with animals and hopefully this bird is still chilling in 10 minutes. All right. Uh, give me a, um, a D100 for a luck roll. Oh. That is a 51. 
51. All right. Not bad. Um, what are you asking the Raven? Uh, I am going to ask the Raven if they saw what happened. I think that uh, the Raven didn't see what happened, but saw the aftermath. Hmm. Um, which is to say, um, it saw Goose die. Um, and it happened fairly early in the morning, several hours before, uh, several hours before sunrise. And he's just been here, like just out in the middle of the road the entire time. Well, he flew off to go and tell his family about it. And they were a little ways off. Um, and then when he came back, there were all these people around and he's kicking himself for not, you know, taking advantage of it when he had the chance. Fair enough. Um, Were there any other animals that were nearby? Like, asking the raven, like, did you see any other birds or anything like that around this, uh, when you'd spotted the body? I don't, I don't think he would have left if there were other critters around. Sounds good. Um, but it, like, this is a very large town. It is a population of several thousand, um, so there were other humans around, definitely. For sure. Alright. Uh, yeah, I think Hart is probably like just going around talking to birds while you guys okay. are in the tavern getting the getting the lowdown on things. Alright, trying to figure out exactly what happened. Yeah. Okay. Understandable. Uh Flynn will uh order a few drinks for you guys. Um and when I say you guys, I mean Quarry and Lydia. Uh, and she'll sit you down. Thank you. This is much appreciated. Not really how I planned on starting my morning, but this calls for a drink. Yeah, I reckon. Uh, and she, she'll she like take a second and like drain about half her glass uh, before setting it down, just kind of sighing. Uh, and she like pinches the bridge of her nose. And she said, says, <sighs> A lot of people get what they deserve up here in Icewind Dale. But Goose, he didn't deserve that. No, he didn't. He was very nice. Did you know him from Waterdeep? Just kind of like an exaggerated wink. (laughs) Not necessarily, no. But uh, he, uh, he acted as a guide for me once or twice. I uh, have a lot of friends along the Sword Coast, and I kind of had to come up here to get away from all of that. He was a good man. I agree. I hear this is not the first of strange murders in Ten Towns. That's right. Uh, And she reaches into her bag, and she pulls out a thick notebook. Uh, and she just kind of throws it on the table, uh, and you can see that there are meticulous notes taken. Um, and she says, "Halfling trapper in East Haven." And then she like flips the page. Uh, human ship belt builder in Targos flips the page again. Uh, glass blower three days ago in Brinchanda, right here. I've been uh, studying these murders. No one else, not even the Council of Speakers, can be bothered, so I figured I'd take up the hobby. 
Um, do you mind if I take a look? Yeah, she'll hand it to you. Lydia's just kind of, kind of flip through and try and get as much information in as quick amount of time as possible. Absolutely. Give me an investigation check. D twenty. This one. Um, investigation. Oh, that's not bad. That's not bad. Uh, that could have been better. A ten. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I I think that what happens is that she continues to talk, and um, as she does you literally come across the information that she is giving at the same speed that you're able to glean it from her notes. Um, So the three towns that this has been happening in, it's the only three towns that do human sacrifice. So it can't be unrelated. Early human sacrifice then. But I mean, if they're... If there have been four now in the past month, then that means one a week instead of one a month. Maybe they think the sacrifices need to happen more often to appease the Frost Maiden. Clearly, whatever we've been doing has not been working. Well, that's the funny part. There's been rumors of corruption in the lotteries. People paying to get their names out of there. And I'm going to admit to you, I was in the line yesterday. I saw what Goose said there at the gate. So no matter what he says, he wasn't born in Waterdeep. So you think that they're punishing people who are trying to avoid the lottery or people who are speaking out against it? Or both, I guess. These people spoke out against it. One of the two. Anyway, I figured you three seemed like you were a bit invested. I'd like to get you more invested. I must admit that we are very invested. Goose was a very nice man. He was very helpful to us. And I do appreciate the gravity of this situation. Four people in four weeks is not an insignificant number, even in a city this big. Um, But I'd be lying if I said that my intentions didn't lie elsewhere. My, I know you used to be a bounty hunter, but my brother's been missing. Adventuring is one thing, but he always checks in and he really hasn't in far too long a time. So, The reason that we're here and the reason we met up with Goose in the first place was to try and find him. He looks like me, but boy. um, I'm going to stop you right there. I already know what you're talking about. I haven't exactly been quiet about it, which might not be the smartest thing, but I really need to find him. Hmm. Have you seen her brother? Not personally, no. Uh, But... I know that Goose was in contact with some dwarves who did see him. They should be on their way to talk to you pretty soon. Oh, that's great news. 
I, I would love to, I would love to help. I don't want you to think that I'm just some heartless creature. That's not the case. I'm just very scared for my brother. Mm. I don't really care about whether or not you have a heart. I just care about whether or not you're willing to do the job. Oh, we have a heart. He's just outside. <laughs> Look out the window and he's just going, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Listen, uh, we might be able to help you, but what exactly are you looking from us? Just keep your eyes open. That I can do, for sure. That is reasonable. I do have one lead. Alright, well, what is it? I've been trailing this uh, merchant's company called Torgs. Seems that wherever they go, murder that's follows. Where... Exactly. Hmm. Would you happen to know where they are headed next? Pretty sure they're going to go to Targos. Hmm. But she's been known to change her mind uh, uh, at times. You know, Torga. Torga. That's the one we met, right? Yep, she's the leader, and that's why it's yeah. called Torgs. It's named after her. Mm. Uh, we've known the woman you speak of. She's very unpleasant. We ran into her on the road um, when we were with Goose. My condolences. Duh. Surprisingly, Targos is also a humanoid sacrificial city. That's what it sounds like. And you think sh she's the one behind this? It may not be her, but someone she in her might... group. Mm. Maybe they're all in on it. I don't know for sure. Regardless, I will pay you 100 gold pieces if you apprehend who is responsible for it. That is... With Preferably without involving the, the authorities. I'm not interested in seeing them alive. Mm. Duh. When the job is done, return to me and you can get your money. Would you like proof? That could be nice, yes. Okay. Um, and you said that there were some people you know who had information about my brother? Yeah. They should be on uh, their way here right now, actually. But uh, I think they might be rubbernecking. And she, like, looks out the window. Um, and uh, <laughs> you, you notice that there are... Um, like a, a crowd, the crowd has like reaccumulated around the body, um, and she'll just kind of like stand up um, <clears throat> and like beat on the window a little bit. I've I have I remember I I, I sang the praises of this window last week, and it just kind of rattles uh, mm. in its frame. And uh, you see three uh, dwarven figures like turn around with uh, eyes wide. Um, and they all kind of like elbow and nudge each other and then shuffle in one by one. 
and the first one who is female will look at Hlyn um, and say, are these the people? And uh, she says, yeah, these are the people. Hello. Uh, I'm going to take my leave. I've already said my piece. We'll see you Lynn, later. Um, where would the best place to meet you be? Or is there a way we can contact you? I usually hang around here. Okay. Well, stay warm. <laughs> Good luck. And she just kind of uh, ambles her way out of the tavern. You can see she's got an enormous battle axe on her back, but it is kind of pitted and rusted with disuse. Um, it seems that age has caught up with her. Um, and these three new dwarves that are now standing in front of you, um, two male, one female. Um, the female dwarf uh, has a, a kind of a, a short scraggly beard um, and a very poorly wrapped like cigar, just kind of like uh, balanced on her lip. Um, the one to her right it has kind of a red beard um, and just like these wide eyes that like um, his, his, his mustache covers his mouth. So he's just kind of always looking at you like this. And, like, <laughs> he doesn't he doesn't really say much. Um, he, he seems to be the quiet one. Um, and every now and then uh, he actually has like it, 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 you, you don't really notice it. Uh, until you do and then you can't stop looking at it um, but he is missing a few fingers uh, and an entire nose to frostbite um, and the one on her left is a really jumpy looking guy um, his hair has gone stark white um, and it, he keeps on looking at the sky as though he expects something to swoop down at him and he just kind of mumbles under his breath um, which of you has the no you both have the same per, uh, passive perception uh, heart when you have finished talking to the birds outside uh, <clears throat> I think that you uh, make your way into the tavern behind these guys uh, and you can hear this guy mumbling something about a dragon you're muted heart just like kind of freezes in place a little bit when he first says dragon and like also looks up towards the sky does <laughs> a quick scan exhales and then continue and then like deep breath in to like try and hold it for as long as possible while he enters into the tavern um uh, they introduce themselves as Hruna, Corix, and Storm mm -hmm. uh and Hruna seems to be the one who kind of speaks for the group um she will shake hands with each of you she's got um fingerless gloves and they are fingerless uh from from use it seems they've all kind of uh been frayed. worn through and frayed yes um and she, uh, she says uh when she gets to lydia she's all like oh they were right you do look exactly like him that's so you have seen him you've seen my brother uh, yeah yeah uh, we were we were taking a sled of iron from here over to Targos, and uh, he needed to get out of town, so he was going to pay us to come along with us. So, so you you've seen him? He's alive. Thank you. He's I didn't say that. 
he was alive when you saw him he was alive when i last saw him that's right uh, okay. isn't that right corix and she looks over at corix and he just kind of looks at her and then looks back at you guys do i believe her uh give me an insight check and you left him in targos yes didn't do that either actually um I, uh, 18 18 uh you believe her um no we didn't leave him in targos uh, in fact, I don't know where he is now. Uh, I should have explained. We are survivors from that trip. Uh, we were, got about halfway there and then a Yeti surprised us. And, uh, well, he killed a member of our group. Uh, kind of tore Ubak from limb from limb. Mm. <clears throat> Your brother was there, but uh, he got separated from us in the blizzard. What is this attack? Uh, she will get out uh, a map and kind of give you guys some general directions. Mm -hmm. It's about a day's journey away. <sighs> you said that this, you were taking him, he was joining you on the journey to Torga, right? Uh, yeah, we were going to go to Targos with uh, Targos. The, sh mm -hmm. the shipment of iron. Um, so if you want to find out what happened to him, you're going to have to head that direction anyway. Um, we are also willing to pay you some if you're able to get that iron back. Okay. I, we do have a fair amount on our plate right now. I'm not going to lie. Um, plate very full. But we will take this into advisement. And I appreciate your help. Uh, is there any other information you can give us that would be helpful um, for finding both the iron and my brother? Well, you might want to outfit yourselves. Uh, you know what? Actually, uh, if you promise to get that iron for you, um, and she kind of like starts pointing at the other two guys and they seem to understand what she's trying to communicate. Um, they start kind of bustling about their, uh, their, their equipment, uh, and they get out some, some snowshoes. Uh, she says, I'm willing to equip you for the journey. I got the snowshoes, but sh they, those two will need some. Yes, please. Um, they start passing out snowshoes, uh, to the people who need them. Have you given this information to anyone else? Uh, no, not necessarily. No, no. What, why, okay. what, what, why? What does not necessarily mean? Well, you know, I had to report to my superiors and then there was Pinochle with Lynn. Okay. Oh, that's fine. It's fine. That's totally fine. That's totally fine. Everybody knows. That's great. <laughs> I will get you back this item and pay you if you make sure you don't get give this information to anybody else yeah okay uh but we will pay you uh gemstone each eh, that's fair uh where each one's worth about uh and she like pops one out of her pocket uh, and she like kind of like takes like a jeweler's uh eyepiece and kind of examines it uh, about 50 gold pieces each what do you say that's way more than i was going to pay you that is eh. almost 10 blankets it sounds like a deal. Deal. Excellent. Uh, if you get a hold of it, uh, just take it to the Luskin Arms. They'll be expecting you. 
Got it. Iron is going to target to the Laskan arms. Got it. Okay, well, it, it seems that we know where we need to go. Um, I'm I'm ready whenever you are, Corey. Um, but can we can we go? Duh. As soon as I as soon as I figure out how to put these on myself, and he's like looking at this <laughs> snowshoe, like confound it all. What is this I help. <laughs> I help. <laughs> she like I picks him like... up, sets him on like the counter, and starts putting his shoes on. <laughs> I like the mom lacing up your skates. Yeah. <laughs> First day I yeah. skating. Yeah. Um, would this there. count as the a bunny short ears rest? go under the? Hmm. Would uh, since we have since we've been to Bryn Shandar, would there have been any uh, passage of time that would have counted for a short rest? Uh, you would have gotten a long rest. Um, gotcha. Overnight. Okay. Uh, yeah. Before before the murder most foul was revealed. We found right, them in the right, morning. Right, right. I can remember if that was towards the end of the day. I I was asking because I only have two spell slots right now, and one of them had been used. So <laughs> fair I just enough. Needed to know if I was cool or not. Yeah, hearts down to set out whenever he has a pocket full of berries, a smile in his a smile on his face, and a song in his heart. Mm, Excellent. That's a lot. <laughs> oh, okay. Um. How do we want to, uh, are we heading out just on snowshoe? Do we want to try and hire some sort of transportation? We don't need dogs. Uh, we don't need them. Good, good sled dogs. Heart, they're very fast and they're good puppies. I'm just, I don't know. We might also not want to put another group of people in danger if we're going to a site where the Yeti attacked. If we're going to Yetis, the Yetis could eat the dogs, which might mean that they'll be too full on dogs to eat us. No, the dogs will run away. They are trained. I can give you some more reasoning that might help yeah. uh, with this decision-making process. Uh, a sled costs 20 gold pieces oh, and, dear. and weighs 300 pounds. And a sled dog costs 50 gold pieces uh, and can pull 360 pounds. So you're going to need several dogs per sled. Um, and I don't think, I, I'm pretty sure that, like, we cannot, we cannot afford sled dogs and sled. What a shame. That we Maybe the one dog, but I don't think that would be helpful. Maybe Axe Peaks one day, but those are 50 gold pieces a piece. No. Oh dear. We can we can walk it. We can leg it. That's the key okay. say. One of these all days. Right. If you keep on uh, gathering all of these uh, quests and collect on them, then maybe one of these days you'll be able to afford such luxuries, you little scamps. Uh, Lydia, <laughs> you took the half. Did you write down the half of the money that the... It was not, it was not half. It was ten gold pieces. Ten gold pieces. Ten. She promised yeah. you twenty when you get back. Yeah. yeah. It and you a third. Wrote, you wrote that down, right? I did, yes. Okay. Just make sure I'm I don't have to keep track of the money. Yeah. <laughs> funds. We're throwing Lydia under the uh She's the, the shopkeep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the the lot's good going. We have much to do. Little time. Alright. Uh you head out on foot. Um 
the place that they pointed out to you was about halfway between Bryn Shander and Kelvin's Cairn. Um, I did I say before that they were going from Bryn Shander to Targos? I meant yeah. Kelvin's Cairn to Targos. Oh, okay. Um, oh. Lydia, you'd be familiar with Kelvin's Cairn because um, that's typically where all of the mines are mm -hmm. that um, your uh, your your family would get jewels and precious metals and such from. Um, so we and... have to go back to then come back through Brinchander and Tartagos. Because the attack site is between Brinchander and Kelvin's Cairn. Yes. Right. Okay. I mean, t like, Targos and Brinchander are, like, right next to each other, mm -hmm. essentially, um, a couple of hours apart from one another, but they were going from Kelvin's Cairn to Targos, yeah. so, like, when they got blown off course by the blizzard, they went to the first, like, place of, uh, of, of shelter, which was yeah, Brinchander yeah. for them. Yeah, 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 okay. So we have to backtrack a little bit, essentially. Mm -hmm. essentially you yeah, have yeah, yeah. to um go the direction that they came from and rendezvous with where they left the uh the sled mm -hmm. which was the site of the yeti attack mm -hmm. and then like everybody got split up and it was a whole thing so um as you begin to uh shuffle through the snow <laughs> uh nights in the courtyard about about shuffling and trundling um, as you begin to make your way, um, Corey, I, I think you get a very distinct feeling that, uh, something is about to happen. Um, and you look up from the snowy landscape that's just kind of laid out flat in front of you. Um, and you get the feeling that you should look to the north. Uh, and you do I look to the north. You look to the north, and um, you see just a wall of fog moving towards you. Uh, and you recognize this. It is a blizzard, and it is about to hit you guys. That's not good. <laughs> She'll turn their heads up into the north. Oh dear. That's a blizzard. We need to find shelter. Um, I can, I can try and do that. Okay, okay, okay. We need to find shelter. Um, Lydia's gonna, like, take a look around, uh, just as her head is, well, she's got snowshoes on now, so she's above the snow. Okay. Um, um give me a survival check. Question. May I help in this endeavor? DM. Absolutely. I shall help you look. Uh, do you have... What's your uh, modifier uh, for survival? My survival... If stupid character page will load properly. Sorry for the delay. Probably. Uh, it is plus three. Okay, same as you here, so I'll just help you. Okay. Question. DM. So I'll roll with advantage, or do you want to roll as well? Uh, I'll give you advantage. Okay. Ooh, natural 19, so 22. Nice. Oh, very good. Okay. Um, so you are sort of moving towards, um, essentially like Kelvin's Cairn makes to for a, a very good um, marker 
to like keep track of which direction you're going. Uh, and as you as you're walking towards Kelvin's cairn, you can see it like suddenly disappear uh, under the oncoming blizzard. Um, and as you're looking around, you can find a a hill with an outcropping. Um, it's not going to be um, as sheltered as the snow cave that you had uh, your first night in Icewind Dale, um, but it's going to do in a pinch. Um, and you kind of beeline your way towards that. Um, and just as you start to approach it, uh, the blizzard hits you and your visibility is drastically reduced. Um, and like ice is just sort of, uh, weathering away at your skin. Um, and the, your, your, your target, uh, goes like, goes completely out of your view, but you know which direction you're going. Um, so you keep it, keep it straight. Um, even though the wind wants to blow you over. Um, you eventually find yourself at the foot of that hill, um, and you realize that the wind kind of blew you off course a little bit, but you are <laughs> all able to hunker down uh, in that outcropping um, and just listen to the wind whip. I will take off my jacket and kind of put both Hart and Lydia in it, like around them both. It's probably big enough for both of them because Hart is very skinny. <laughs> I am very tiny. Yeah, so I just put it around them and just zip, and I, I sit next to them. So, um, what time of day would this be now? Is this like evening? How far into the journey did we get? Uh, roll me 2d6. A 10 total. Ten. Okay, um, it was actually getting pretty late and you guys were about to hunker down for the evening anyhow. Um, it had actually gotten dark um, and nighttime in Icewind Dale is quite interesting um, because by about the time that the sun sets, um, the northern lights uh, become visible as uh, Oral spreads her uh, song across the sky to keep uh, the eternal winter going. Um, and it, it really is a beautiful sight, but when it happens every night and you know that it's what's keeping it so cold, um, it sort of becomes a symbol of oppression. Uh, it almost makes you forget about how cold you are, almost. And it's pretty. And it lights up the night and reflects off of the snow and makes everything uh, a lot easier to see around you. But um, there it is. Okay. Elkip, watch. You do sleep. Do we want to rotate watches so that you can sleep too? No. I'll keep first watch. I'll keep second. Um, four hours pass, and, uh, the blizzard lets up, but you're already nestled down for the night, and everybody's trying to get their rest, so, um, it, like, you, you basically just keep on going. Mm -hmm. Um, give me a perception check, the first person. Okay. Uh... Uh... 14. 14? Yeah. All right. Um, Corey, 
uh, as the blizzard begins to dissipate uh, towards the end of your watch, um, you, your keen uh, hunter eyes see something moving across the tundra. Um, and at first you identify it as a polar bear, but um, mm-hmm. it turns its enormous head um, and it keeps on turning. Uh, and it goes all the way around uh, as it kind of stands up on its hind legs uh, and you see an owl's face and you realize there is a snowy owl bear making its way across the tundra. I just look at it as it makes that way across the tundra. Make a note of it in my... She pulls out this really beautiful um, scrimshaw pen that mm. she keeps on her and then they they just kind of like write about it and make a little doodle. She's got a nature journal. Yeah. I love it. That's what she keeps writing down. Uh, does is it just making its way across, or is it making its way towards them? Um, it's not coming towards you. Um, you figure it would be more of a danger if um, there wasn't there hadn't just been a blizzard, um, <sighs> because this thing doesn't seem to mind the snow and the wind. It just kind of walked through it. Um, it would have been more of a danger because like it would have been able to catch a scent of you and if it was hungry mm-hmm. you know it would have come yeah. straight for you but it does seem to be going a completely opposite direction and it is downwind or upwind from you so you're fine okay i will um then when it comes to the end of my watch i'll gently wake up lydia and just say i saw an owl there Okay, uh, Owlbear, mm-hmm. got it. Oh, I just need a minute. And Corey will kind of do like this and slap her cheeks, like pat them, like just. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't need a minute anymore. I'm up. I'm awake. And Lydia trudges over to the edge of the little outcropping and, and sits down to sort of get a gaze of the surrounding area. All right. Uh, Lydia, I would like for you to make a perception check. I don't roll the die that rolled a natural 19. <laughs> the, dice, the dice giveth and the dice taketh away. They certainly do. That would be a six total. <laughs> All right, nice. Um, so you are watching very vigilantly for any sort of danger. Um, and I think we get a wide shot of you like facing in the complete opposite direction of um, what seems to be a distant caravan of Goliaths. Um, And they are all like, they're not coming towards you. Um, They're just kind of walking uh, laterally from your line of sight. Um, They're all just kind of trudging through the snow uh, about 10 feet apart from one another. Sure is quiet. But your rest does uh, pass by uneventfully. All right, guys, time to wake up. We gotta go. We got progress to make. We got brothers to find. We got iron to find. We got murderers to kill. We got uh, little green people, little green creatures to find. Oh boy, we got a lot to do. Did you make list? And I checked it twice. I might have spaced out or just not been there little green people the little uh, nature friends the, oh, the lamp the chewingas. we've got the lantern chewingas yeah chewinga 
The friends of the forest. The yeah, the Hart is so much like a much more of a morning person than the rest of you. He's a wood elf, so he just meditates. Like he only needs to rest for like four hours at a time. What does he do when he's not resting during a long rest? Hanging out with who's ever on watch. Like just looking up. I think if anything, like. If he's able to see the night sky at this point, he is in the process of making a map. Just mm -hmm. like, he can't, I don't think he can write. He certainly mm -hmm. can't read, but he's just sort of like jabbing a pen, like a messy pen or quill onto a map to like, all right, that dot's there, so it goes here. That dot's there, so it goes here. And like, he sees Kuari like writing in her book and he's like, ah, a member of the learned individuals as well. I make smash finger painting. And this is a difficult enterprise because there is that Borealis that just kind of ripples across the sky like a curtain. It moves. So like, if it's in a different position from when you last looked at the sky, you can probably see the stars that were there. Yeah. But there are definitely blank places that you need to fill in later. Oh, yeah. Just, you know, working on it. Yeah. All right. Let's get going. Let's find this item. Let's find oh. my brother. Yeah, but hopefully he won't be there anymore. If he is, he's probably very injured. I mean, I, you're right. I, I do hope that he's at least nearby, but safe. Um, he's a tough man. Yeah, I know. He's, he's my big brother, so I know he can take care of himself. He doesn't need his little sister coming and saving the day, but I'm just really worried. Sometimes big brothers really do need their little sisters. This is okay. Chill. Would you like hug? Yes, please. Duh. <laughs> Pick her up and just hug her as she walks. That's so sweet. And you can always tell, um, like, Corey will know this, and I'm sure that Hart will eventually learn to know it, but when Lydia's voice drops about an octave, she's either really serious or really upset, and there's no in-between. He, <laughs> he personally has not seen serious Lydia, so to him, that's just like, yeah. they are expressing sadness at this time. Yeah. <laughs> that's why Corey's like, hug will help. Yeah. It's not serious. It's, uh, it's sad at the moment. Hart's got high insight. He under yeah. like he understands the nature of body language. All right. Uh, as you're moving along, um, you begin to uh, recognize some uh, landmarks, Lydia. Uh, you know that Tourmaline is uh, just a little bit to the west of here, um, and you begin to recognize this area as something called the Dwarven Valley. Um, so named because a lot of dwarves tend to live out here. Um, they typically stay underground mostly and they only come up to hunt or to forage. Um, but yeah, you, you are familiar with this area. <clears throat> and you can even see that there are, there is evidence of their passing, um, footprints in the snow and uh, small places that look like they could be 
caves that lead to uh, the entrances of dwarven domiciles. Okay. Um, do we want to maybe stop and ask if anyone has seen anything? Yes. Uh, do we see anyone? Or just see we do we just see footprints? You just see footprints in places that people could possibly live. Would I know whether or not it's inhabited from my um, previous experience? It's hit or miss whether or not if you knock on a dwarf's door, if they're going to open it. They have gotten colder with the winter. Okay. We could try. I will, I'll go and I'll go and try. I think that maybe um, you guys hang back a little bit. No offense, Corey, but you kind of tend to be a little bit scary sometimes. Oh, You're very tall. Yeah. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go up to the first. Lydia will walk up to the first door that she sees, and um, you just hear like the most polite knock on the door. Give me a persuasion check. It's a very po- it's a very polite knock. Uh, a very, very polite knock. 17. 17. All right. It's pretty darn good. Um, there is a almost too long pause um, before you hear the door kind of creak open just slightly. Um, and you see a... <laughs> A, a, a bearded face uh, appear in the crack of the door um, and a, a beady eye just sort of regard you. Um, hello! Hi! Um, I am not sure uh, if you recognize me. I'm, I'm, my name is Lydia. I've been around the area. I'm from Trilamine, just up the way. I was just wondering if you've seen my brother, he, he's gotten lost and I'm trying to find him. Uh, you hear him mutter something in Dwarven behind him. Uh, and you, hear more, you hear more muttering. Uh, and he will open it up just a little bit more. And he says, uh, <clears throat> I'm sorry there, uh, Lydia, but um, if your brother's lost out here, we probably haven't seen him. For the most part, we stay underground. Are, are you lost? Do you need directions or... No, I'm okay. Um, but I appreciate you asking. I just am trying everything that I can to find him. Uh, again, he looks he looks like me, but boy. Um, mm -hmm. Okay. So I, I appreciate it. If you do see anyone, um, can you just can you just tell them to come home? Um, I mean, not not just anyone, but specifically if you if you see my friend, I'm mumbling. Thank you so much. Um, Give me one more persuasion check. Oh, she's too adorable. Did she get a vantage? She's adorable. Twelve total. Not as good that time. Twelve. Um, you see him kind of like scratch the back of his head, um, and like you can you can tell that you've tugged at his heartstrings, but like not enough to like call him to action. Uh, and he's like, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll keep a lookout for him. Um, yeah, sorry about your brother. Thank you. I think that we're finally on the right path to find him. And I know he's strong and brave sometimes. Um, um, he, and he will take a few steps out of his door um, 
and you see him kind of like stamping in the snow to try and like you know like tamp it down and and make it hard uh outside his door um and you can see he's even got like little spikes in his boots to keep him from slipping um and like even though you said you didn't need directions he will give you directions in like the boomer way like where you you tell them like no it's okay i can put it in my phone and they're all like you got to go down there and uh you'll see uh head west you're gonna want to turn left at the gas station and you're gonna want to go down fifth and it's all like i don't know what streets are uh, anyway. <laughs> he, he he shows you where tourmaline is he points over at a um at a copse of trees um and then he like points the opposite direction he's all like if you follow the lake down uh it'll take you to targos and Bryn shander and um and there's kelvin's cairn and he just kind of points up at the mountain lydia will just stand there and like absently nod <laughs> Thank you. Um, I really appreciate it. I, I'm going to catch up with the rest of my traveling party now, but yeah, uh, good luck uh, and uh, try to stay safe out there. Um, we spotted a, an owlbear a while back. Yeah, we, we, we came across them, but they were on their on their way, so we didn't oh, run oh. into them. Yeah, I completely forgot. Um, we, we had some dwarves come through here um, and they said they had been attacked by a yeti. Um, they killed killed one of their guys, so you're gonna to want to look out for that too. Okay, good to know. Thank you so much. Um, stay warm and uh, stay safe. Uh, yeah. Uh, and you hear more dwarven come from the other door, and he just kind of like barks back at them. Uh, and it seems that he's just sort of explaining the interaction that he just had. And he shuts the door behind him. I will trudge my way back with my snowshoes to Corey and and Hart and. It- Lydia will relay the information that she got, which was not a lot, but at least they didn't have her brother's corpse hanging in the back or something. <laughs> but you didn't need directions. <laughs> no, I, I, I know. He's just trying to be helpful. Um, and, that, you know, sometimes that's nice. He could have been mean. He could have been rude. I, the least I can do is stand there for 30 seconds and smile while he gives me directions to my own hometown that I really didn't need. If people wanted to be helpful, they would actually listen to what you're saying and what you're requesting. True, but he didn't have any more information and it made him feel better to help. I'm always okay with other people feeling a little bit better if I can help it. Makes no sense to me. Why feel better over something you didn't do? All right, let's go. Um, you continue on your journey. Um, I'm going to say that in its entirety, um, and I'll probably correct myself later. I'm playing kind of fast and loose with time here. Um, but, um, it'll take like two days to, to complete this journey. Um, and about noon of the second day, uh, you crest over a snow covered ridge and you see a frozen dismembered corpse in the gully in front of you. Uh, snow covers some of the gory bits, but the headless torso and severed limbs are visible. You see tracks in the snow all around the corpse and the telltale grooves in the snow left behind by a sled that has been hauled away. I found a crewmate. Does it appear to be the dwarf that the man was talking about that died in the Eddie attack? Yeah. Yeah. 
it's definitely a dwarf. If it had been your brother, you would have recognized the clothes. Uh, can I make a perception check uh, to see if there's any fresh, like, animal tracks or... Uh, certainly, but make it a survival check a survival. Got a deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can do that. Cart is just uh, going to pull himself closer to his quarterstaff. <laughs> oh, <buddy. laughs> uh, uh, 14 again. 14 again? All right, excellent. Um, well, first of all, uh, you're able to determine that the tracks surrounding the body are fresh. Uh, they've been made in the past hour. Um, and the second thing that you realize is that they belong to a half dozen small humanoids wearing snowshoes. Uh, the tracks lead south. South would be towards, back towards Brinchander? Yeah. Hmm. Well. But like directly south. You guys have been kind of going north and to the east. Uh, as that angles you towards Kelvin's Cairn. Um, if you're going south, you're gonna, you're basically gonna miss Bryn Shander by a good, good ways. You'd uh, intersect with the east way. Uh, do do I spot any iron? No. Does it appear that the corpse has been like picked clean of anything of value? Like, are they still clothed? Are they still wearing any armor? Any basic weapons? Well, um. The corpse itself um, is missing its head uh, and its arms and most of its internal organs. Um, and everything everything else is kind of, It's half buried in the snow. The corpse itself seems to be undisturbed. Okay. I wasn't, I wasn't sure if it was just someone who was maybe looting the corpse um, yeah. or so I wanted to check if they still had their items. I'll let them know about the tracks and all that. Phone wallet keys type deal. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh dear. Well, I mean, unfortunately, this is the reality of where we live. Everything returns to the ice eventually. Survival of the fittest. Yeah. Um... We don't see any iron, but the tracks are worrisome. But they're going in the opposite direction, and they don't appear to have taken anything. Well, hmm. your brother wants to head to Targos, according to the other dwarf. And the iron should still be somewhere on the way there as well, if it's not here. If they Wait, up- no, this is where they were attacked. I'm sorry. If they ended up giving up the iron, the iron would probably be wherever those tracks were leading off. Because they had it up until this point, and then they had to abandon it because their friend ended up, well, and then motions towards the headless, armless, dismembered, like, disbowled corpse. Icicle, yeah. So chances are it's probably... The iron that we're looking for is wherever those tracks lead, and I'm guessing that wherever those tracks lead is probably also, well, you know, the Yeti. Well, the the tracks are humanoid. They're not the and small and snowshoes. I wonder if it's I wonder if it's the dwarves or something. If they're we could, small, we could possibly track them back, but if they could have possibly taken the iron. I know we said we'd get the iron and these tracks are fresh, so even though it's the opposite direction of where we need to go to find my brother, we... Well, your I brother we said go. he wanted to go 
to Targos, this is south. So if he made it, he's probably heading back south. The same direction as these tracks, right? The. Okay, let's go. Um, let's try to double time it. Uh, Hart, maybe you could take the bell off your antlers so that they don't hear us coming. Hart nods with a... And like, <laughs> like, Understanding uh, jingle. Yeah, takes it off. Uh, and then uh, before they start, he'll put a hand on Lydia's shoulder and like get down so that way he's on eye level with her. And he says, don't worry. We're going to get your brother back. Thanks, Hart. I'm just... I feel so frazzled right now. Um, kind of just getting any information and, and being closer is kind of taking a lot of the thought out of my head other than to find him and just know he's okay. Well, we're either going to find him with the Yetis or we're going to find him in town. Uh, and he like pats you on the, like pats your arm, stands back up and then walks off thinking that he helped. Cody uh, catches hard eyes and gives him an icy look. <laughs> kind of like shoulders up, squeezes the staff a little bit, and then like sidles forward a little bit quicker. Uh, uh, we should DM, go. We should go fast. DM, could I? I make the assumption because we also heard that he was in Brinchander that they were attacked and he made his way to Brinchander, or was he in Brinchander and then attacked? Because he was looking to go to Targos. Yes. He was looking to go to Targos. Um, essentially, um, he there, there were a group of dwarves that were coming from Kelvin's Cairn and heading towards Targos. Uh, and there were a group of dwarves that were in Bryn Shander that were going to meet up with those dwarves. And so he decided to go with those guys. So it is... Uh... With my assumption that he went from Tourmaline to Kerblin's Crane to Brinchander to Targos. He was originally in Brinchander. He went from Brinchander to Middle of the Tundra to, well, he was supposed to go to Targos. Okay, okay. Those so other he... guys were coming from Kelvin's Cairn. Okay, so um, so he went north and then back to go back south? Yeah. Okay, because, okay, okay, okay. That's what I wanted to clear up. Thank you. Rather than uh, rather than travel alone, yeah. he traveled with other people. Yeah, he took the long went, way to travel with other exactly, people. Exactly, and went okay. a little bit out of his way. Okay, okay. Let's follow the tracks, yes. <laughs> Cody will pick Liddy up and just take big Goliath steps. <laughs> Thank you. Zoom, zoom. Zoom, zoom, indeed. Um, so, after about half an hour of following these tracks, um, you find, uh, well, first of all, are you, are you, you're moving quickly, so you're probably not being that stealthy about it? Uh, stealthy as I can. She's more taking big steps than she is, uh, moving, uh, faster. Like, she's not just, like, half running, she's just, like... Okay. Um... So you are moving very quickly, um, and the the tundra itself, uh, when it's not windy, is usually very quiet, mm. as the snow tends to dampen sound. Um, but as you are just sort of weaving your way through hills of snow, um, you can hear um, grunting and cursing uh, from up ahead 
as it seems that it did not take long for you to be able to catch up with these folks. Uh, the creatures you've been following appear to be goblins, based on their stature. All six of them groan, grunt, and curse loudly as they haul the bulky sled toward what appears to be a 20-foot-tall wagon parked in the snow. And harnessed to this conveyance are two roaring polar bears that don't look happy. Excuse me. You say? Yeah. To the goblins? Okay. I forgot this isn't my game. Uh, <laughs> this is a, this is a, like, like a module from Wizards of the Coast. My bad. No, no, no. That's fine. Um, no. You say, excuse me to the goblins. Um, and one of them turns around. Uh, you hear kind of a squeaky, like, questioning sound. Um, and... He, like, uh, these goblins, um, I think that these are the only kind of goblins that you personally have ever seen, mm -hmm. but Hart might be familiar with a more um, yellow to green skin tone in goblins. Uh, these guys tend to uh, lean more towards gray, uh, light blue, turquoise kind of colors. Yeah. Um, and this fella turns around and you hear like a... Um, and... Um, he like t he turns to his buddies and says something like rah, 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 and he goes <coughs> hello how might i help you and uh that's when we're gonna go to break <laughs> excellent hey! i love it i'm excited but we are going to try and be back in five to ten minutes so don't go in a place and let's grab a food grab a drink grab a friend or possibly go to indooradventure.redbubble.com pick yourself up something nice and we'll see you guys shortly all right everybody See you soon. And we're back. Hello, everybody. We have just yelled, what's good? It's some goblins. Danae, take us away. Hey, what's, good? what's good? What's good at some goblins? All right. Yeah. Um, so uh, one of these goblins had just turned around and said, oh, hello there. What can I do to help you? Uh, yes. Um, I see you are carrying a sled full of, uh, looks, item, correct? Oh, yes, uh, finders keepers and all that. Hmm. I suppose, but I've been paid to retrieve that iron. Hey, well, uh, this is kind of how we get uh, paid ourselves. You know, we're scavengers. Gotta help out our family back at home and everything. You understand? I do. I do. Eh. Uh, besides the iron, we'll figure that out in a bit. Uh, did you see anybody else other than the dismembered body? Uh, other than the dismembered body? The. I think that used to be a dwarf, right? Yeah. Uh, no, didn't see anybody else. Any tracks of, like, small people, like her? But, uh... But I boy. Think, um, I think Rags over here found a wallet. Did you find a wallet, Rags? And uh, he's like, oh, wait, hold on. Uh, not all of us speak common. Uh, and he turns around and goes, <laughs> and the other one goes, <laughs> he's like, yeah, Rags found a wallet. <laughs> it's a beautiful tongue. I just, <laughs> you broke all of us. I just keep hearing Wacko from the Animaniacs. It's like the one who's speaking to us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Basically. <a> <laughs> uh, Wacko's a lot more pronounced than that. Yeah. He found uh, a woolly. He sounds like a beetle. Yeah. 
Uh, may I see the wallet, please? Uh, yeah. You can keep the money. I don't care. Uh, yeah. He, hold, hold on, Rags. Um, uh, and uh, Rags tosses it to him. Uh, he just kind of like flips through it, and um, like it's. I guess it wouldn't be like a like a fold out wallet yeah. we, it, since everything is coinage here. So it'd be more of like a. It'd be like it, a. It, it could like, be a coin it, purse that yeah, has like coin little purse with, yeah. the, with snaps and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it does have like one like little thing that you can like put like official papers and stuff yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. Um, and sure enough, Lydia, you recognize this wallet. Um, it it is it is your brother's wallet for sure. This is this is his. This is Lucas's wallet. Okay, are you sure you didn't? Are you are you sure you didn't see anybody else near this? At uh, yeah, all? pretty sure. Anybody that was there, like uh, any 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 sense of them, would have been uh, blown away by the blizzard. Uh, you didn't get did caught you? in that, did you? Nasty bit of stuff. Eh, we survived. Uh, did you see tracks next to this wallet heading anywhere? No, the only tracks were there is the ones we left behind. Do I believe them? I mean, you saw it for yourself. Yeah, okay. okay. They, they have only been there like an hour Just earlier an hour, okay. than you. Yeah. <sighs> well, you just see Lydia like clutching the wallet to her heart. Like, uh, you hear a low horn come from the wagon back there. Mm. Um, and he goes, Oh, well, tread it. Um, can you can you give them the old uh, can you give them the toot toot? Uh, and uh, one guy just kind of like puts up a thumb and then grabs a horn and goes uh, and like the other like it seems they're communicating back and forth. It's all like basically the wagons going like, hey, you guys good over there? Do we need to come help you? And they're they're basically saying, yeah, we're good. Uh, all right, eh. Well, you um, care about the so item that much. <laughs> How many goblins do we see? I don't um, want to kill them now that I, that I spoke there to are, them. There are six that are pulling this wagon. Um, and you can see that there are two just kind of meandering around the wagon. That, that there, there are six around this, this, this sled. And then there are like two meandering around the wagon. Uh, but you can see one holding a torch and a horn up in the tower of the wagon. So nine total huh. goblins you have laid eyes on. You level one character, you. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing. Um, excuse me, Mr. Mr. Goblin. And I'm sorry, I missed your name. What's, what's your name again? Oh, well, my name's Click. That's Clack. That over there is Rags, that's Treadit, that's Kloof, and over there is Desmix. Oh, it's it's so wonderful to meet you all. I just want to say it's always nice to meet such nice people on the road. See, as he, here's as the he thing. mentions all of their names, they all like uh, punctuate it with their own like little goblin sound, like rah, 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 rah. It's so nice to meet you all. Um, here's the thing about that iron. See, I'm not sure if you're aware. I know that you're scavengers and everything returns to the ice eventually. And I appreciate having to make a hard living. And what you do is very, very hard work. But see, that iron. I, I feel like this is coming. 
uh, you're about to deliver some bad news to me. I, I, I'm a, unfortunately, I'm, I'm going to have to, but see, some pretty powerful people hired us to find that iron and bring it back to them. Um, and I would hate for them to eventually find out that you took it and there to be ramifications for you. So I have a proposition. Why don't you keep a third of the iron, we take the other two thirds of the iron and we'll tell them that a third of the iron was lost in the snow. We have no idea what happened. Maybe the Yeti knocked it over, it was buried too deep. That way they get their iron back and they're not looking for it oh, and you still get a little something. This is all sounding really nice and everything, but I'm not the person you need to talk to about this. Uh, hold on, let me go get my boss. Um, <laughs> okay. I'm so glad I made you key. <laughs> Uh, so uh, Click turns around and he, he asks uh, Treddert to, um, uh, to to blow on the horn again. Uh, and Treddert gives like two long blows of the horn uh, and you see the wagon begin to turn and come towards you guys. Um, and uh, it, it takes like, it, it seems to take a, a fair uh, amount of time for this to make its way over. Uh, and so like Click just kind of sits there in the snow, just sort of smiling at you. And all of the this other is... goblins start like to relax and lounge on the sled. They, some of them get out cigarettes and start taking a break. There's um, a fancy cart you got there. Uh, yep, yep, should be fancy, real fancy, yep. How about this weather, huh? Fucking gold. <laughs> oh, like yeah. yesterday and every day before. Yep, looks like it's gonna snow at some point. At some Maybe. point, yeah. yeah. You think it'll accumulate? <laughs> <It'll>, <laughs> uh... it... oh, oh, here she is. Uh, and the wagon pulls up. There's uh, these growling polar bears. Uh, they Cute. they they are they are wild animals. They are not pack animals. And how these uh, goblins got them uh, hooked up to that wagon, you have no idea. And you are absolutely certain if they had been let loose, they would have started just like tearing these little guys apart. Um, but I'll keep that, that in mind. <laughs> but that torch um, uh, disappears from up in the tower, um, and you hear kind of a. a going down some stairs um and then that door opens and uh this imposing figure is uh silhouetted in the door frame um and click says uh this is my boss her name's Isabai. uh and she's like hello oh hello it's so wonderful to meet you you have such great employees um click 10 out of 10 deserves a raise i must say he does a great job very good people person so that's really sweet of you to say. Uh, and she kind of like rubs her hands as she's stepping down um, the, uh, the there, there's like a little uh, ladder that flicks out the side of the wagon so that she can reach the ground without having to jump too, too, too far. Um, and she's she like, <clears throat> but Click wouldn't have called me over here if we didn't have to do some discussions and yes. uh, to work out some deals. So uh, what, were you, what were you saying? What's going on here? Okay, so, and Lydia, you can see she's just kind of happy that she's talking to someone on her own level for once, <laughs> like her neck's not sore from looking up and, um, and uh, I'll, I'll say that Isabai is pretty, uh, pretty pale uh, for a goblin, it seems that she might uh, blend in well with the snow if she really put her mind to it. 
um, and these goblins have big old ears, um, and when they smile at you, it is just ro- uh, like rows of fangy teeth every single- oh, Dang, we really can't kill them now. Yeah. I like them. Uh, I'll, I'll say Corey's just like sh- like like changing her own c- cigars with legs. Like, oh, you should try this. Have you let me try it? Uh, she's got uh, pretty powder blue eyes. Oh, and uh, I'll say painted nails, um, but they are they are literally claws. Mm-hmm. So I'll cut to the chase because it's very cold, as we all know, Um, and I don't want to take up too much of your time. I know you're working. This is a very tough job that you guys do, and I respect it, and I respect how much it um, attributes to the balance in the circle of life around here. Well, I appreciate the respect. You know, a lot of people don't understand the importance of scavengers. No, it's truly Otherwise, we would just have stuff piling up in the snow, and we can't have that. And the people who died exactly. aren't using it anymore, and it, it might as well get rot. used. It's too cold. <laughs> Lydia. So, um, now, I know that you picked up some iron very recently. And um, as I was mentioning to Click, uh, unfortunately, some very powerful people um, actually lost that iron and they have sent us to retrieve it. So my, yeah, my worry for you is that if they were to find out that it was taken, um, that they would uh, try to send people after you. And I don't want that. I don't, I want you to be able to continue, but I also understand that you do need a little something. So my proposition was that if we were to take two thirds of the iron back and mm-hmm. say to them, unfortunately, you know, a third of it was lost. It was either knocked over by the Yeti buried in the snow. This is all we could find. Then they would just stop looking for it we we would get at least partial payment for our work being out here and you would still get something for your time of picking it up and carrying it this one hour journey give me a persuasion check (laughs) what you said is reasonable and very uh very well worded but it could also be misconstrued as a threat no Oh, natural 18. 22 total. Well, you're making a lot of sense there. Uh, all right. Um, so w- what you're saying is that uh, we get uh, a third of the iron, you get the rest. Exactly. Everybody wins. We don't get in trouble from our very powerful bosses. You don't get any hassle out here on the ice. You still get a little something something. And really, I mean, all you did was carry it an hour. That's not that long. I have... All right, all right. Um, and while we're in a trading mood, um, how about I show you some of our some of our scroungings, uh, and you can show us some of yours, and maybe we can work out some more trades. How much what do you were say? you going to be getting paid? How much what were you, you How much were you going to be getting paid for bringing in all of that? What Bring, for us? For, yeah. Oh, we don't get paid. Would you we, like we, to? We're just one big happy family here. We don't really have like a need for currency. It's you know, more we just of kind a, of the trading system. You uh, do some goods and services for me. I do some goods and services for you. Yeah. No, I mean, like, not as not as like not everybody is um, as nice to 
us as you might be. So things like gold and silver, electrum, copper, uh, there's not, not as much use, uh, you might think. I've never heard of electrum, and I don't think I ever will again. <laughs> uh, uh, it's very simple, actually. It's basically a father. A what? <laughs> I've never really... How many blankets is that? <laughs> That's one and a half blankets. One and a quarter? Okay, okay. Depending on the blanket. <laughs> how dare you. <laughs> True name uh, in my own game. I could destroy you. There are two polar bears right over there. <laughs> I don't know if I'm cool with those polar bears yet, but we'll find out together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're just big dogs, Hart. They're just yeah. big dogs. Anything with four legs and his furry is a dog. <laughs> I would like to take a look On... at your wares, Isabai. Yes, absolutely. Um, you could... I, I think that you're going to find... Um, uh, you're going to find a, a couple of potions of animal friendship. Um, there's a sealskin pouch um, with some silver and copper in it. Um she said that they aren't much use to her, but like, you know, they still find it. So, mm -hmm. you know, might as well just throw it into the pile. Um, a bone whistle, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I'd say that you could even find um, anything on the trinket table and um, some anything like on the equipment table that isn't worth more than a gold. Okay. Uh... I don't have any of those on me. Um, She's got several torches, um, probably like a, a good amount of rations. Uh, oh. They're goblin rations, which means that they are prob probably a little bit tougher on the teeth. Um, what about the rations? They've got, <laughs> they've got goblin granola. <laughs> I got strong teeth. It's fine. Uh Yours were made for piercing, mine were made for smashing. Bless <laughs> uh, you. Bless, bless, bless. Um, eh, a few torches might be good. All right. What have, what have you got to trade for them? Eh, let's see. I guess. I guess. What do I guess? Uh, God, as this much. is happening, Lydia is just kind of like still holding the wallet and just like looking at Aww. it and very kind of like lost in flipping through it just to see if there's like any type of like little clue as to, you know, mm -hmm. is there a hotel room key? Um, is there a match, uh, matchbox from a bar? Is there a receipt from a gas and go? Just whatever is in that wallet. That's, that's fair. Um, there, the money seems to have been taken out of the wallet, which, you know, fair enough. That, that seems, that seems about right. Um, scavengers you know um all of like the identifying stuff is still in here you know that didn't seem useful um but as you're kind of flipping through it um you come across like a little sketch of what appears to be a dark elf uh, a drow would i recognize who that is give me a history check <laughs> oh my history's good okay Ashley Johnson, don't fail me now. 
14 total. 14. Um, you get the idea that this is a historical figure of some sort. It's not necessarily a person that's around today, or if they are, they're a pretty big deal. Okay. Okay. All right. She just, like, tucks that into her own pocket to keep and then, like, is still holding the wallet while this whole transaction. She's not interested in trading, really. She's, okay. I want to get the iron. I want to get going. I want to... I got small knife. <laughs> <laughs> the tray for oh, torches. Gimme, gimme. Yeah, it's too small for my Hopping. hands. Gimme, gimme. Yeah, I just give... Uh, she takes it and she like you know like turns it over in her fingers. Which it's are, it's like, pretty nice. It's from a scholar's pack, so it's actually pretty nice. Ooh, it's it, there. Her fingers are a little bit too long for her hands, um, so she's just sort of turning it over and shining it and like you know like she she grabs like she plucks some fur off of her coat and uses the knife to like she's like oh it's good and sharp. It's never been used. Yes, I All always right. keep blades in good condition all right take as many torches as you want this is oh cool one. i'll take as many torches as i can just it's my my thinking is that they could act as firewood should we uh, not be able to find firewood and we need a fire mm -hmm. yeah in a desperate situation yeah yeah, yeah. That, that would be good uh right. so yeah how many does she have uh roll me a d6 yeah dsdx uh Two. Two. All right. She has four torches. I'll take the four if she lets me. Yeah. She's up for it. Yeah. She's yeah, yeah. she's like, she she has some more upstairs. She wouldn't have yeah. put anything out if she couldn't spare yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll take the torches. Well, oh, it's a pleasure doing business with you then. Uh, and you can see the other goblins have busied themselves with moving uh, like a third of the iron over into the wagon. I will uh, thank you for doing business with us as well. Oh yes, thank absolutely. you so much. Do you mind if I keep this wallet? It was my brother's, and I'm. It is my brother's, not was. It is my brother's, and we're You're really looking, looking for her for brother. Him. Yes. Oh, I see. Uh, I understand what it's like to be worried about your family. You know, in our line of work, there's a lot of casualties and such. <clears throat> That's why I much appreciate you not coming in guns blazing. You know. Don't worry about it, Hart. You're fine. So you see those muscles on Corey's arms? Those are guns. This is oh, recording. okay. <laughs> Why would they be on fire? Oh, sometimes because they punch they're so fast and hard, you think? <laughs> You'd think that they were. Oh. Okay. I respect the whole thing. <laughs> no, that's fine. You will hopefully see you around, Isabai. Good luck. Stay oh, warm. Absolutely. And if you find yourself in Karkalok, just let him know. In what a way? Karkalok. Karkalok. It's where it's our home. The fortress of goblins. You don't know about it. No. Now, hold, hold on. Maybe you know it by its goblin name. Karkalok. Is I've it, heard of it. Yes. Is does that sound more familiar? <laughs> yes. And is it I, the one that's hmm. that's next to Kelvin's car? No, that's Kerr Koenig. Well, the DM needs to do a 
bit more research before she knows exactly. Okay. Oh, would I know where that is? Can I make like a roll for it or? Uh, sure. Go for it. Because History. you have in interacted with goblins in the past, I'd say. You know, yeah. either on friendly terms or not so friendly terms. I have hugged and thrown a few goblins in my past. Uh, well, who hasn't? <laughs> uh, history check? Um, I'd say history, survival. Okay. Either one of those are good. Uh, not 20 for a 25. You know exactly <laughs> to know where these where, goblins live. You know exactly where Karkalok is, and I will let you know after the game. I, I know what Karkalok is. I, yes. Oh, well, if you find yourself in Karkalok, just tell him Isab uh, that Isabelle sent you. Yeah, we will do. If you ever uh, find yourself in Lonelywood, I, I live in the forest. Name's Kuori. Yeah, it was nice to meet you, Kuori. Lydia. Antles. Uh, and she kind of like salutes with that little knife and uh, hops back up into the wagon. Make sure um, that the bears eat at least one of these. They'll be full for the day. And he hands over two good berries. Uh, she kind of like, she looks at the two of them and you can see the intrusive thought go through her mind to just eat them both right there. Um, and like, she just kind of shakes herself out of it. And she's all like, Rado. Uh, and she goes, she, she whistles just with her, her, her teeth. Like, I can't do it. Like, I can do, like, a really quiet one. Just like. <laughs> it's the one that I do to sound like a void. Anyway, um, <laughs> she whistles with her teeth. Uh, and the two bears, which are constantly bellowing, actually, uh, they, they go quiet for a second. And they both turn around, like, with these predatory gazes. And she just flicks them at him and they both go snap snap and they quiet down yeah good bears they well turn around you see their heavy bodies just kind of inflating and then like exhaling uh clouds of vapor yeah. well i um i hope that you have a pleasant journey that you find many riches in the snow and stay warm. Uh, you see all the goblins begin to scramble up onto ladders and various ledges that are uh, available on this wagon. Look, <sighs> if I ever find myself on the wheel, I'll take you up on that drink. We'll play some cards. <laughs> My name's Click, but yeah! No, oh, sorry, Click. I apologize. Boy. Boy. <laughs> they go oh. off into the wind and snow. And the, like, as as they go a little bit further, the polar bears do start bellowing again. I dungeon inspected you. Yeah, you did. <laughs> it's a grand old time. All right. Um, so uh, this uh, wagon is heavy. Not as heavy as it was before, but uh, it does take you a little bit longer for you to be able to uh, drag uh, it back yeah. uh, towards Bryn Shander and over to Targos. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see how much time do we have left. There's a fair amount of time. That's not bad. That's not bad. Uh, we might finish a little bit early tonight. We shall see. Um, so, um, you will go ahead and grab that old, uh, that old sled and begin to bring it to Targos. Um, there were 300 iron ingots in there. Um, they took 100 of them, so you guys now have 200 of them. 
um they each weigh two pounds so that's about 400 pounds that you're gonna have to drag i will drag these 400 pounds hopefully can kuori do that herself uh i don't know um you count as a large creature for push pull and drag uh and you also have 17 strength so with D&D Beyond, if you uh, select your strength score, no D&D Beyond, not like that. Um, if you select uh, your strength, it should let you know what your push, pull, and drag is. Uh, push, pull, drag, you can push, drag, or lift a weight in pounds up to twice your carrying capacity or 30 times your, 30 times my strength score. How much is that? One second. You would be at... 510. Ugh. <laughs> I just take off my sweater. <laughs> just let my jacket give it to Hart or Lydia. I just like... <sighs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And then... Wrong Corey, girl. Corey just drags the sled through the snow. Uh, very... It reminds you a lot of the polar bears, actually. She starts to uh, blow out those uh, warm, uh, warm clouds of vapor mm -hmm. that just kind of sublimate into the air. All right. Uh, as you go, um, this will probably be another two-day journey. Uh, let me see if you guys encounter anything on your way there. Lydia's like keeping her eyes peeled, sort of at the front of the front of the area normally she'd be riding with uh Corey, but because she's pulling the sled she doesn't want to add any more weight to that so <laughs> you can add 10 more pounds to it it's fine uh i weigh 32 pounds thank you very much <laughs> yeah, like 32 pounds um but she's scouting ahead and her eyes are peeled she is constantly she's doing that thing where she's like looking so much that she might actually not be seeing anything but she's actively <laughs> looking everywhere for any sign of small yeah. footprints mm -hmm. um well that is unfortunate because both days that you're traveling there are blizzards um the first day while you're traveling through the you can choose to press through the blizzard or to hunker down and basically um have to make your travel time last three days instead of two um though you might feel pressure to move faster in order to catch your brother if he is ahead of you or um i'll do whatever you think is best but my heart tells me to go fast in this moment and to try and catch up as much as I can. But um, this is your area of expertise. So I, whatever you and, and heart um, as well think is best. Although heart, um, no offense, but maybe you shouldn't get a vote in this last time you were in a blizzard situation and we found you half frozen. Uh... That was two blizzards ago. You're right. The most You're recent right. blizzard, we found shelter together. Thanks to Corey. Right. <laughs> uh, so we can either take shelter or go faster, you said? Yes. Uh, would we get caught in the snow to in the blizzard if we went faster? 
Or is there a chance we would have got gotten to a town? Question, yes. DM as well. Have yes. I been in this area before? In this area? In this general area before. Without without other people or... Yeah, without just at any point during my lifespan would I have been in this area before. Hmm. Um, it's a good question. Mostly um, asking because I have the wanderer feature as part of my outlander background. I see. Which means that I have like a general layout of areas that I have been to previously mm-hmm. as long as I've been there previously. So like technically um you are kind of backtracking a little bit here. Um so I I'd say that your instincts uh would like you'd be able to find your way back to Brinchander very easily uh with that trait um but targos th- there will come a point where you kind of like you have to veer off of your known path and head towards targos one step further and this will be the farthest i've ever been from the shire <laughs> uh, i want to say that you've never been uh you've never been as far north as 10 towns okay um you your uh regular stomping grounds would be more south of the southernmost mountains on the map okay so totally ba- not not necessarily Icewind Dale, but also not necessarily, you know, the Sword Coast. Yeah. Okay. Uh, is it possible that if we go faster, we might catch up to, like, a might get to a town? Like, how far away are we? This is just the first day of traveling? Uh, without stopping, it, like, you know, other than overnight, uh, it would be a two-day tr- uh, journey. Um. But since there are going to be blizzards both days, if you stopped to wait out those blizzards, it would push your uh, last, it would push it into a third day of travel. Yeah. Um, Possibly four, depending on how long the blizzards last. We could walk through the blizzard, but we might get blown off track. That is also a a risk. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, uh, it's whatever you think. You guys is have best enough equipment you. that you can travel through a blizzard, uh, but the real danger is getting blown off track. Or Would we get blown track. off track? Off track with a with four hundred pounds of iron? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's possible. It, it's um, a blizzard. Yeah, yeah. I, I will say um, that it might be better to hunker down because if we get blown off track, we will pro- we could we'll lose just as much time. And uh, might just get lost. Okay. There's no um, point in in uh, getting lost, not be able to find your brother. You might as well hunker down. Okay. And be alive to you. find them. I trust you. Hearts on food duty during this time. Like he will, because again, Outlander, he can find food for people up to a certain point. So like. Aww. I don't don't worry guys, I found some edible grasses and We found grass. Yeah, I had to dig a little bit and like his fingers are like almost purple <laughs> from the amount of like snow yeah. he's dug through. But like he can druid craft, like get the get the blood flowing back into his fingers, no problem, so he's not worried about it. But yeah, he he's in charge of, of food and drink. He also has good berry. 
Good berry. Okay. What? What? Good berry. One of these blizzards happens on uh, the first day, uh, basically fairly early in the morning and lasts basically until noon. Um, as you are looking for a place to hunker down until it is past, um, heart, I'll say that you see, uh, somebody, uh, it, it appears to be a person just sitting in the snow. That's not good. Um, and like, he'll like nervously point to Corey. Just like, uh, uh, that does not look good over there. Um, It's a person. Big person, small person? A person, but they're sitting in the snow, and anybody who is able to sit in this general area doesn't exactly strike me as a friendly individual. I mean, I I wasn't exactly sitting. I was swallowed by snow. There's a difference there. Lydia kind of start. How far away is this person? About 20 feet. Just oh. barely within your uh, line of sight as uh the snow has begun to pick up she just she just immediately starts yelling um for her brother and she said lucas lucas is that you there is no response heart can i borrow your quarter staff yeah heart will heart will if when lydia is like running forward like lucas lucas is that you heart is like right behind her just oh wait no that might be danger you don't actually want to be going near there and like we'll just follow you until they're about 10 feet away and then just with his quarter staff just poke 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 that, like that's what and gonna do. poke the dead guy with a stick Horse behind them does heart heart pokes the dead guy with a stick yeah heart pokes the dead guy with a stick uh, as you get closer, you can see that he has a long white beard uh, and a kind of a scraggled <sighs> bird's nest of long white hair kind of flowing off the back of his head. Um, it, it is not unlike a lion's mane. Um, and he is sort of slumped forward. He's got some pauldrons and uh, robes on. Um, and <laughs> when you come up to him and uh, you start poking him with the stick, um, like you just hear kind of like a crunching of ice as you touch him uh and you realize this this is a corpse this person is dead um and as that realization sort of settles uh over you um there is a shifting of the snow underneath you um it, it like 100 like moves forward um you you like shift about 10 feet uh, to the side you watch like the landscape just move away from you um, and it is like still again for a moment with the wind whipping around you and the snow uh, just sort of filling all of the crevices of your uh, clothing um, and then uh, there is an upheaval and I need you to make some dexterity saving throws oh uh, I'm not good at those 13 8 uh, uh, I am big, not that stress. Twelve! Okay. You are all uh, thrown off to the sides um, as a uh, enormous creature lifts itself out of the snow, just kind of shrugging it off of its uh, scaly white body. Um, its head turns around, uh, the skin of its neck rippling um, as you hear a growl rumble through it. Um, it spreads its enormous bat-like wings 
um, and oh, no. he's a white dragon with a saddle on its back and a corpse lying in the saddle. This is my um, favorite dragon! You see its eyes are milked over uh, slightly with cataracts uh, and she shrieks into the wind. Um, you are all prone about five feet away from her. Uh, she spreads her wings and you see the wind catch them and kind of bowl her over for a moment. You have seconds to run before she gets back on her feet. Uh, fuck that iron. <laughs> I'm just Go like, what we'll come back for the iron. We'll come back for the iron. <laughs> I'm leaving. Grabs Lydia and Hart by the scruff and just starts... <laughs> You, you just sprint uh, away until um, her, her figure becomes ob- obscured by the snow and wind. Um, and all that is left of her is just her keening screeches uh, off in the distance. Um, I think that you run until uh, the ice burns your lungs, even you, Quarry. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but uh, you are barely able to escape death at the hands of the white worm. (laughs) It's like the dwarf said! Dragon! Dragon! It would have eaten us. 100%. You're very fast, and it looked relatively blind. Um, Corey, it no. is still eating us. Yes, I owe you my life. Uh, it's okay. I've seen it. I'm not impressed. <laughs> what do you mean, another... not impressed? Did you what? You hear another <laughs> kidding. Distant... I'm kidding. I wouldn't say that. <laughs> you hear another distant shriek, and the ground shakes beneath you. Uh, and the three of you uh, need to seek shelter. Uh, <laughs> and you essentially spend a a very restless night um (laughs) hiding and shivering and hoping against hope that this dragon doesn't come looking for you it'll eat us if it It finds us it wouldn't even think about it it will die fighting this thing if i have to i think we should just be very quiet wait until morning and go back and get the iron ah Dump stat all stars. Thank you for the raid oh, and Elder yeah. Flood Games. Thank you, thank you for the follow. Danae, can you do can you do the sound? I don't have my water bottle with me. I, I forgot where fuck. I put it. But... Okay. Uh... No. <laughs> it's so um, <laughs> Give an aluminum tap. Thank you. Uh, wait. Oh, thank you for following Death Original and somebody um, and leaving it and Gunbait 101. Holy shit. Uh, well, you guys I mean, just missed the dragon. Where were you yeah, like 20 seconds ago? Hey, uh, just wanted to say as well, we're having a giveaway when we hit 600 followers and we're only a couple away now at this point. So, hey. yeah. 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 so exciting. Thank Yay. you. Thank you. Okay. I, I promise I'll find my. I tried uh, to flick my soup tomorrow. cup, but it really hurt my finger. Oh, <laughs> totally fair. Don't do that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the night passes. You're able to get a long rest uh, against all odds. Um, the three of you huddle in the snow. You can't even dig out a, a, a snow cave. Um, you basically just rest in Quarry's uh, jacket. Bosoms. In her bosoms. <laughs> Big, strong arms. 
as she sits like buried with up to her shoulders in the snow like an Easter Island head. Um, <laughs> morning comes uh, and uh, after some time you are able to dig the uh, dig the sled out of the snow and continue your journey. Um, but, but you have lost another day uh, to travel. Next time, do not poke random people that are out in the snow, please. Okay, fair point. That's from the bottom of my heart. Uh, my bad. Um, that's on me. Uh, that's on both of you. <laughs> Lydia just kind of looks like a child that's been scolded. Like she goes all blushy right at the top of her cheeks and just is kind of kicking her feet in the snow and... Hart has okay. no idea why you're scolding him. You poked the thing. Not poked the thing. If there's a dead man in the snow, it is better to poke them than to leave them unpoked. No, you're 100% wrong in that statement. That sounds like a rather high percentage. I don't agree with it. But you that's did it once and the then point. a dragon appeared. So one the one percent have only done it once around you folk. I have poked many dead things with a stick. In and this smoke? is the first this is the fourth time that it's gone wrong. I'm leaving. <laughs> she starts pulling the car the sled. <laughs> and after that icy exchange. Um, haha, I can do it too. Yeah, Liz isn't the only one who's doing the puns around here. Um, <laughs> oh, just you wait. <laughs> I'll fight you. Um, okay. Uh, another day passes. Uh, there is another blizzard, and then you have to hunker down for that one. Um, so there is an uneventful day aside from the blizzard, and uh, on the third day, uh, you can see Targos on the horizon. Uh, you are getting so close now you can taste it um, when suddenly um, to the, all the gods it's, un <laughs> it's unfortunate that Steven ran away because I'm about to make his lantern glow <laughs> oh, oh, oh. and that's not an innuendo <laughs> quack <laughs> uh, let's have an exchange between Lydia and Corey uh, what's something that the two of you might talk about while you're on the road so, um, I mean, I guess it? there's no road. Yeah, on the snow. Whilst how, you're... Uh, how many days till your birthday? I don't know how many days till my birthday. Um, I want to <laughs> say that we are starting this game in what should be early spring. Mm -hmm. um, so half a year, basically. Six months. Okay, so you're saying that very shortly it will be your half birthday. Thusly, maybe you can get that handsome man who's also blessed by the Frost Maiden to buy you half a drink. Possibly. He could also be the serial killer. We don't know. And as I... you're discussing this, suddenly, Heart, uh, your <laughs> lantern begins to glow a vibrant blue. Forest friends! And Heart mm. will begin tracking, uh, like, following the source of the light. Heart, I swear to all the gods, I will smite you myself. Well, I didn't do anything. Don't go too far off the path. I am going to be with an eyesight because if there's a predator, I want you all to let me know. 
before or after they get to you as you're saying this um a bundled up old woman comes hobbling towards you ah, uh, predator she says a curse upon the wind a curse upon all of the ice and snow you you beware beware the wind and its curses you don't look like a forest friend i'm sorry i hope you're having a good day I am, okay. I am friends to no spirit of nature. These tricksters, they have been plaguing me, stealing my silverware, my cups and plates. Well, how many people live in your home? Uh, she points back at uh, a snow-covered cottage behind her. Um, and she says, they've been opening my windows. Horrible chills through the home. Well, that doesn't sound like something that the forest friends would do. Uh, They're thieves! Thieves, I tell you! How many people live in your home? Do you have more than you need? What are you on about? Nothing. Um, uh, is that- so that's your home over there? Uh, she says yes. If we take care of the, the forest friends that are messing around with your house, would you mind if we dried off and got warm in your home? Ooh, make me a persuasion check. Hey, that's not bad for the boy. Persuasion, you say. Oh, that's a 15. Okay. Um, you can tell that this old lady is just a little bit off her rocker. Slightly um, barmy. Yeah, slightly barmy. Uh, if you were anyone but Hart and uh, you didn't have this lantern, you might think that she was making the whole thing up. Um, <clears throat> but uh, she agrees to those terms. She will 100% open her home to you if you get rid of these creatures. All right. Well, and then Hart will lantern going forward, like hanging off of the quarter staff, just sort of trudge forward. Sure thing. Uh, anything, anyone who wants to can give me an intelligence or investigation check. That's a seven. Do I have advantage with the lantern? Skills. Sure. Okay. Fifteen. <laughs> I got a seven. <laughs> <laughs> the fates wanted you to do seven. All right, Lydia and Corey, um, you watch his heart kind of just goes wandering around like the, the backyard of this cottage um, and like the light keeps on getting dimmer and he can't figure out why. Um, the two of you walk over to the window that the old lady was complaining about uh, and you look on the windowsill and you see that in the snow that has gathered there, there are teensy tiny little tracks, uh, little footprints that ha have... Uh, been just dotted across this windowsill. May I follow such footprints? Yes, give me a survival check. The nine. <laughs> nine. Okay. Um, you can't really tell how many of them there are, uh, but you can see that it, they are heading off towards a nearby thicket, uh, and there are some thin trails uh, alongside these footprints as if they were dragging something along with them. I will explain that to my friends. Thin trails as if they were dragging something along the snow with them. 
You've already seen parts of the forest friends then. That means that you, they are ready to accept you. I do not want to be accepted by them in that weird way. It sounds weird. Uh, as you're saying this, heart, uh, I want to say that your pointy wood elf ears literally like tip backwards a little bit as you can hear uh, the faint sound of bits of cutlery kind of squeaking yeah. against each other uh, off in the thicket. Oh, they're definitely this way. Come on. Uh, they don't mean any harm, so if you see them, please don't attack them. Why would I attack them? I. We are still recent friends. I don't know what your M.O. is. <laughs> I'm the one that one then talked to the goblins. Just because you talk to goblins doesn't mean you talk to all creatures. Just want to be on the same page. Eh, that's fair. So again, don't attack them. They're really they nice. Not attack them. They just, you know, like occasionally they they're a little mischievous. But who isn't from time to time? I will be friendly. This is my friendly face. It's the exact same face. Well, yeah, obviously. I mean, that's how you became friends with me. Duh. That's how I became friends with Lydia. It's true. Yeah, that seems like a real friendly face to me. And again, stone face. <laughs> friendly. <Yeah>. See, I'm... <laughs> here, here's my interpretation of the same face. And just like, big smile. Like, his version of the stone yeah. face is just the resting smile face. See, he gets it, Lydia. Oh, the both of you. Okay. Let's go find these little forest friends of yours, yeah. And you can see that Lydia's like looking for the forest friends, but at the same time, um, like her hand is in her pocket and she's absently like playing and rubbing her thumb along the fabric of the wallet that they found. So she's she's looking, but her mind is very much elsewhere. If we can find them in the next 20 minutes, we shall leave. Yeah, um, well, they seem to have taken some cutlery. Um, they're causing a great nuisance to this lady, but it seems like they have been doing this for a while, so if we don't find them right now, maybe we can find them on our way back now that we know where they are. She just Do they to... tend to leave? Yeah, I mean, honestly, they're really friendly. You just got to leave snacks out for them. They're only right, well, doing this because they're bored. It's not because they're mean-spirited. No, I understand. I understand. I, I, for one, am a big fan of practical jokes. I think that they're really funny and a great way to brighten someone's day as long as they don't cross physical harm. Um, but what I'm saying is, do you think that they'll still be here terrorizing this woman uh, if we have to leave and come back? Not if we find out the reason why, and if we can also convince her to leave out snacks for them. Okay. Um, well, Lydia, like, actually takes a second to look around. Does she see any sign of, like, a loose spoon or a fork? Um, I'll say no. But there is a very, like, clear, uh, as you, like, kind of, like, 
cast your eyes across the tracks left in the snow, there is a clear spot where like a, a itty bitty teeny tiny humanoid very clearly like just flopped down in the snow and decided to leave a snow angel there. Uh, and there is a, a outline of a spoon uh, right next to it. And then like drag marks away from that point. Uh, Corey will clap. Oh, that's Little Shuingas, we're friends. What are you? Uh, you can hear a uh, a little squeak of um, like uh, some cutlery against a a plate. We off have in the trees. We have snacks for you. Uh, you just hear more clanking of silverware. Let's go to the clanking. Heart will say in Sylvan. Small friends of the forest, we see your we see your games and wish to play. Okay, uh, I think that that sound stops, um, and um, like everything goes still for a moment, uh, and then you hear the wind pick up. And there is a sound kind of like wind chimes. And then you hear the cutlery begin to squeak again. Um, Hart will reach into his pack and he'll pull out his mess kit. And he will pull out a small set of silverware and kind of like set it onto the ground. And again, in Sylvan, say, I present to you new toys. Okay. Um, that sound stops briefly. Uh, and you can hear like kind of like a, a chortling little um, like chuckle uh, going back and forth as though it seems they are communicating with each other. Uh, and then there's a rustling of the thicket as you see uh, three little fellas um, come dragging out a plate with some silverware on it. And uh, in the middle of the plate, there is a pine cone. Um, now these little guys, uh, they are wearing dried grasses. Um, their hands and legs stick out from underneath it. Uh, and the skin of their hands and feet are um, a very dark like evergreen sort of color and where their faces should be you see pa little painted masks that don't depict any sort of like uh, facial features eyes mouth nothing um, it's just very simple designs with circles and triangles uh, and the dried grasses are tied above their heads uh, creating little tassels uh, so when they move about, um, they kind of look like an imitation of little evergreen pine trees. Um, so, uh, and they, each one of them has to be about two to three inches tall, maybe five. Um, and they move forward, just sort of dragging all of these, this cutlery and stuff. Uh, one holds a spoon, one holds a fork, and the two of them just kind of like tap on the uh, plate around the pine cone as though they are pretending to, you know, cut and uh, move the food around. Uh, and the little guy in the middle um, sort of rustles his dry little pine needle uh, clothing. Uh, and he looks up at you, Hart, and he does this. 
Hart and will po- points down at the plate. Hart will put uh, three good berries down onto the plate, uh, and he'll take the cutlery that he had taken from his own mess kit. Uh, and if you've seen Benny and June, you know what Hart is about to do, and he's going to like kind of like hop them up and forward, and then like kick out the knife or like Aww. kick out the fork kick out the spoon and like make the little silverware dance for the chewingas oh and then he'll set it down that's that's really cute i i think that um they all kind of like stop what they're doing and you see all three of their little masks just like follow that movement as it goes um and when you set it down uh they all just sort of like bounce up and down uh you can hear rustling and sort of jingling and uh more wind chime sounds um and the one in the middle without any silverware um a wind kind of sweeps him up with some snowflakes um and he floats effortlessly through the air and he lands right on your head in between your antlers uh and you see him kind of like hop up and start swinging from one of the antlers just back and forth uh, and then he looks up and sees that bell, uh, and then he just like slaps it and it jingles. Uh, and you can hear the rest of the Chewinga begin to give that uh, jingling uh, chuckle. Yeah, Hart just like keeps like doing this little silverware dance for the Chewingas as long as they'll have him do it. Lydia's like smiling, but also looking up at Corey, like, you see him this shit? The little friends. Uh, a cup the other two chewinga will drop their cutlery onto the plate with a clatter uh you see them run off into the thicket and the two of them begin to pull out some cracked and chipped uh teacups um they drag them towards you Corey and lydia um and they like pat on them and look up at you expectantly they will sit down and take the teacup all right kind of do like a little clink clink I'll follow Corey's lead. Yeah. Or Lydia will follow Corey's and sit down. Yeah. Um, like one will just kind of like flop back and you can hear like the rustle of his dried grasses. Uh, and he pretends to hold a teacup. Um, in fact, I think he just picks up a little tiny leaf uh, and he holds it like it's a teacup and he does like the little pinky. And then like you guys all like slurp. Um, and uh, the other one, imaginary tea. the other one claps its hands uh, and goes pink, uh, disappears uh, in a puff of snow and appears in Lydia's teacup. Um, and you see it pull up its mask, uh, and you can't see what's underneath it, but it just blows some snow in your face, and then it claps oh. and then poof disappears again. And the two of them chortle to each other and they hop off to go and play somewhere else. Um, And uh, those two seem to have lost interest in you guys. uh, But the first Chewinga um, uh, seems content to just sit on your antler's heart. Do you think you could ask this Chewinga if it will come with us? Um, And then maybe we can convince the lady to leave out snacks for the others in exchange for returning her cutlery? Yeah. I don't think we have to bring the lady showing us we just have to note down where they are right no she wanted one brought back specifically because that's what i asked is like can we just okay, tell you where okay. it is but she's like no you have to bring it back because i want to do research on it here mm-hmm. i don't want to go out and do research yeah 
Hart will Hart will definitely uh in in Sylvan he'll tell this Chewinga uh that there is more fun and more games. Uh if it sticks around and hangs out and the entire time like he's like kinda like tilting his head back and forth, like doing this like silverware dance. <laughs> so I feel like you know, he's do he's he's showing that he's fun, he's hip, he's with it. Uh, you're really selling it, are you? Yeah. How do you do, my fellow kids? <laughs> All right. Um, this little Chewinga um, seems to listen very intently to you uh, as you, like, explain to him, like, eh, come and meet my friend. Um, it uh, seems to consider this very seriously, and it has, like, very exaggerated body language as it does so. It, like, rubs the underside of its mask as though it is a chin and, like, puts the other arm akimbo on its waist, like, hmm, let me think. Uh, and then it just sort of nods very slowly and solemnly and pats you on the head. Heart is so happy. This is the most normal thing that has happened to him this entire adventure besides the blizzards. Uh, and then that Chewinga um, will uh, stand up uh, and walk behind your antler. Um, and it's like a mime. He just like disappears behind the antler. And you can hear a, uh, when your bell jingles, um, there is a slight echo to it that sounds a little bit like a Chewinga chuckle. I love this. I wish that we were able to befriend more of them, but uh, just one is good enough, right? Yeah, she just said one. Um, so I, we should probably ask the lady to leave out snacks so that they'll stop stealing her cutlery. That's what you said? Yeah. Okay. As you, as you say this, there's a rustling in the thicket, um, and you see two arctic foxes uh, dart out from under the bushes. Um, and uh, just barely you catch sight of the Chewinga riding on their backs, and they go riding out across the tundra. They're gone now. Uh, she lady. said still leave out snacks. That's a good idea for, you know, travelers. No, that will attract animals. All right, we're coming up on time here, so we're going to fast play this a little bit. Um, the lady does not let you in her house so long as she knows that you have a Chewinga with you. Uh, and she can tell. <laughs> so she literally, like, chases you off with a broom. Oh, jeez. Like, she just swats heart with it and then, like, chases him away. What a hater. And a very rude woman. <laughs> But you uh, move on um, and head towards Targos with uh, a third of the shipment of iron and a Chewinga in tow. And I think that's where we'll leave it off for tonight. Two-thirds the shipment of iron. Two-thirds, yeah. yeah. Did I say one-third? Yes. I meant to say two. Okay. <laughs> Just wanted to establish Just that before sure. we go into credits. <laughs> so with that, I would yeah, like yeah, to say, yeah. once again, thank you to thank you to Wings for running this wonderful game. Oh, I love Rhyme of the Frost Maiden. These are our new best children. I am having a blast, but I always have a blast when you're on the show. Wings, where can we find you? What do you do? Hi, everybody. I'm Danae Keener. You can find me at DanaeKeener.com. I do nerdy drawings mostly related to D&D &D and a lot of things on this channel. I play as Coriander the Elegant Paladin on Mondays, and on Sundays I'm running Icewind Dale, which is here right now with the Rhyme of the Frost Maiden and these lovely players. DanaeKeener.com.
Uh, hi, sorry, it's me. I was distracted. But hi, I am Satan. Uh, you can find me at Alyssa Vamp on, tw on Twitter, uh, where I post nerdy stuff and I do the arts and stuff like that. You can also find me on Twitch, Alyssa Vamp as well, where I do the arts and I talk to you and I ask very important life questions. You know, uh, this is the only one that always sticks in my mind from, from when I do the streams. It's like, what's the best dipping sauce for chicken tenders? It's ranch. Um, wrong. <laughs> you're wrong. Nice in the courtyard. Nice in the courtyard. Uh, but you can also find me in many, uh, various channels across Twitch streaming. Uh, you can find me specifically here uh, on Sundays playing this game with these amazing, this amazing gem and these amazing people. You can also find me here on Thursdays playing uh, Tyrant Security with Cyber who has the GM and uh, Indoor and there song with GB and uh, Ethan the Grey. You can also find me here once a month playing Lilith, my vampire mobster. I have three games here already. Uh, Sundays, you can find me over at Nexus Adventures, Sunday mornings, 10 a.m. EST, where I DM a game uh, for my friends that night. We just had Wings over. Uh, she did her last episode today for the story arc. It was really, really fun. And then Saturdays, you can find me at Plot Hunters. Uh, we're an all LGBTQIA plus and all POC channel. So if you like supporting those spaces, come find us. We're going through Tearing of Dragons. I play a very buff barbarian babe named Alina. It's a good time. That's me. And hi, I'm Liz Mac, uh, also known as Liz Mac D22 on Twitter. Um, I am the community manager of Clever Play Studio, uh, our game Operation Tango. Our demo is out right now on Steam and Itch, um, and it is a two-player co-op game. Uh, otherwise, you can find me here on Sundays as well as at Jabroni TV. Uh, it's jabroni.tv where we have a group of amazing streamers and tabletop RPG communities such as this one here. And uh, you can check out all the upcoming content. And if you ever forget merch links or anything like that, you can actually just go to the Jabroni TV store, click on the Indoor Adventures uh, merch link, and it'll take you right to their store. It's nice and easy. And that's me. <laughs> Yes, and if you've made it this far, you probably already know who I am, but if you don't, hey, Acorns, what's up? It's me, your buddy, your pal, your friend, the Indoor Adventurer, the showrunner here at twitch.tv slash Indoor Adventures. We do shows like this on Monday and Thursday at 5.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time or on Sundays at 7 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time. If this is your first time joining us, you can go, you can go to youtube.com slash Indoor Adventures to check up on all of the VODs of each of the games that we have played up until this point. Or you can check us out anywhere audio casts are made available for free under the same moniker. But for now, we are going to be going into our Patreon-supported after show called Knights in the Courtyard, where we answer questions not only from the community, but also from each other. So if you have any questions for myself or any of these other fine folk, you can join us on our Discord. Feel free to ask us there. Uh, it's the easiest way. Otherwise, you can also feel free to drop them in the twitch uh chat to the side or hey if you didn't see the discord link it's in the description down below but with that i would like to say once again thank you to everybody who decided to stop by thank you to these players for putting up with our bullshit once again this week and we'll see all of you guys next time all right everybody bye, -bye!